Good evening and Christian greetings to each of you. Uh, what a lovely Lord's Day evening God has blessed us with. Just driving out through this valley uh, to the believer, you can't help but worship the Lord as you take in the beauty of His creation. I appreciated the songs, <clears throat> the words. Opening words and the children's meeting, very powerful. I asked my ministry team if uh, coming out here, uh, you know, if I you know, go to a different church. I don't know many faces here. First cousin here, Kathy Yoder. And they told me I could be myself. So <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but I do love the Lord and I'm excited to share with you this evening. I'm blessed to have my wife Brenda and uh, I think three of our six children are with us. Two are in the Hearts of Praise Chorus this evening singing and we have a son at home. So ranging from 21 to 6, five girls and a boy. So we are blessed as a family and my goal is to just to encourage us as a brotherhood to uh, to be excited in the blessed hope we have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We just come through an Easter, the Easter story and the crucifixion, the resurrection story. I trust renewed and revived our hearts once more. Very familiar story, but it should be alive in our hearts all the year long. And Brother Earl Peachy. He preaches up at Belleville. He had our sunrise service. And just, you know, enthusiasm in this, uh, you know, the stone being rolled away and an angel sitting on it, the authority and the power of that resurrection. And I guess those thoughts from our sunrise service, I, I serve at Crossroads as a deacon. I don't preach a whole lot. I tend to take a lot of notes one-liners, uh, either for sermon ideas, devotional ideas, whatever it may be, and through the Easter thought, you know, and the thought of victory and hope, that living hope, victory, the thrill of that stone being rolled away, the thrill of the story of the power over death, and I guess one line I jotted down was the thrill of hope. And meditating on that in a conversation I had with Brother Henry. Uh, he was in our area at a funeral. And I was, drove him home that day. And we were just talking about the hope we have and you know how some people view hope as, as just hope. Anyway, meditating on all that. And, and we're here with a message this evening. And the thrill, the thrill, the story of redemption, the Christ triumphant victory over suffering, death, hell, and the grave. Uh, paid the debt that we owed, made a way for all, for all to look upon him. As Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, so also must the Son of Man be lifted up. We know those words. But way back then in the Old Testament, um, already this was taking place, this plan of redemption. It really, the Old Testament really illuminates the new. Appreciate it, the thought on meekness. Meekness in the Lord is strength we don't know we have. 
It's God. When we are meek before a holy God, He continually proves His strength over and over through our lives. And we see that in it, and it encourages us. So He paid that debt we owed and for all to look upon Him. Grace enough for all that look upon Him and cry out to Him in faith and receive the supreme sacrifice and have that precious life-giving blood applied, we too can rise someday with Him to eternal life. I trust tonight we all know and have that living hope, that, that thrill of that living hope within our hearts. If not, my desire is, or most of all, the Lord's desire would be that we would know that living hope tonight. Tonight. Today's salvation has come into your house, as Jesus said to Zacchaeus. Today, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart. Faith is the glorious victory that brings peace, assurance that overcomes the world. What a thrilling story. How great a salvation. Does this thrill you this evening? Does it stir up that hope that we received in believing in the resurrection and the power of the resurrection? No other God, no other God resurrected from the dead. They're buried. The small g gods of the people, they're buried or burned, destroyed, decayed. The worms hate them. Our God is interceding right now. Does that... Does that thrill your soul tonight? To know that Jesus is in the right hand of God interceding for you and I, saying you can do it. Do we need that more than ever? Let's keep that thrill alive. The definition of thrill is, I looked it up in the dictionary. I was disappointed. Today's common version of thrill is pretty shallow. That's what I thought. One definition said, uh, to cause a cause to experience a sharp, sudden feeling of excitement. I read there, and I, is that it? I'd say that's today's term of a rush. I think modern-day term for a thrill is that people out there seeking a rush. They, they, they like a rush in life. So I did a little more digging. The old English word, thrillian. I don't hear anyone use that. I don't use that really takes a Dutchman for a loop. <clears throat> but the word thrill is taken from the word thrilling in the history I did there, and it gave a more deeper meaning. I guess it satisfied me a little more uh, digging into the word thrill. And it's more, it says to pierce through, penetrate. To me, it seemed like more of an inner trembling or excitement or, or of fear or whatever it may be. And I thought that maybe made a more lasting, deeper meaning, if you will, to the word thrill, rather than the temporary rush, and then it's over. And we don't want to have a quick spiritual rush, and then it's over. The day we accept Christ, that first love, we want to maintain that. We don't want it to be a spiritual rush, and then it's over. We long for that lasting, deeper in the love of Jesus, uh, thrill we can find in hope. Not the cheap thrills. The world is full of cheap thrills and can actually become very empty addictions. 
to those that may be seeking to fill that void in their lives outside of Christ. So pondering those thoughts, I'm sure you guessed it, I've entitled the message, The Thrill of Hope. The question and challenge I have for us this evening and myself is, is walking with Jesus the greatest thrill you've ever known? Can we think about that? Is walking with Jesus the greatest thrill you've ever known? Let me rephrase that. Is walking with Jesus, enduring affliction, facing temptation sore, fighting the good fight of faith day in and day out, the greatest thrill you've ever known? You know, the Christian walk is a battle, and it's one we want to be in. What is our testimony? Is it a testimony of a living hope, of that that others see that there's something in our in in your lives, in my life, that there's something different about that person, that church, if you will. And is it drawing others to seek the Savior? It's a challenge. And I'll, I'll share an illustration, maybe. Uh, maybe you'll call it more of a rush or a good excitement. I think we all have something we enjoy doing that excites us here, and it can be a blessing. Uh, everything must be done in moderation and our priorities, but I, I enjoy fishing on the Susquehanna River. Hardly ever happens anymore, but when I get out there, I enjoy bass fishing. And uh, just for an illustration, I want to share that uh, I enjoy top water. When they're active on the top, they come to the surface to feed, and I enjoy throwing top water lures. Let's say I was out fishing, I come home and Brenda asked how my fishing went. Let's say it was a very good evening fishing. I thought, I'll, I'll tell her, hon, I was drifting down along these rock ledges, my favorite rock ledges there, and I've seen this activity in there, and I, I cast that plug in there, and I'm working it through there, and just where those fish were, bang! There was an 18-inch bass, it's a four-pound bass, and fought it in, I got it in the net, and and there it was. Do, do I sound excited? Do I get this excited when I hear the name of Jesus? That's a challenge for myself. Do I get that excited when I hear the name of Jesus? I do, I do get stirred up when, when there's a conversation at work and I hear someone talking about Jesus, you, you want to know what, what they're talking about. But that's just a challenge I have for myself. You know, that fishing story, that's, that's good. It's okay. That can be a blessing. But the, the, just like that, the thrill that was gone, only the memory remained. And we don't want our, we don't want our spiritual lives to be like that. Do I get excited when I hear the name of Jesus? Knowing the hope we have in Jesus, the resurrection, should fill and thrill our souls. There's a song we sang in school. Oh, the glory gates are open wide. I'm not sure I go, but it thrills. There's a glory now that fills and thrills my soul, I believe is how it went. I remember that, seeing that in our, in our parochial school. The challenge we face in our world today, we are bombarded with distractions and cheap, meaningless thrills. Shouldn't say cheap. You know, people spend thousands on, on a thrill experience, but they're vain, cheap, 
meaningless thrills, and mind-stimulating entertainment books. The enemy is using to dim and eventually blind us to the common preaching, the simple preaching, the common preaching and teaching of God's Word. There's many gifted speakers. I try and do research before I share it, but I am very concerned there is gifted, talented public speakers on your radios, whatever, that are sharing the gospel truth, but then there has, they have additives as well that want to entangle you in the affairs of this world. Maybe one is to get out there and do your duty and vote. You know, it's all, it's all out there. We have to be very careful. There's a lot of additives. And eventually this steals away the thrill of hope that will keep us in the way of righteousness, holiness, and strength to rise above the evil of the day. We must remain faithful and, and strong in the Lord. As Christians, we are far from exempt. Far from exempt from these challenges we face today and have the tendency towards drifting towards the ways of the world. The things we can see fascinate us. It's always been that way. Adam and Eve in the garden, they saw the beautiful fruit. She knew what she was told. The serpent came. We know the story. She looked at it. She was enticed. She reached out. She took it. She ate. Gave to her husband and he ate also. We know the fall of man. The things we could see. Children of Israel over and over. Sometimes we may kind of pick on them. How could they? It's all written for us that we don't fall into the same thing. You know, they, they're doing well for a while. Then they drifted. And then they're serving other gods. If they, if they didn't have one, they made something they could see with their eyes. To sum up what I'm saying there, Hebrews 11.1, don't turn there yet, we want to turn to some other scriptures. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders and those who have gone on before us obtained a good report. They stood fast. Stand fast in the thrill of hope. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, a very short verse, but that's where I will be taking, that'll be my theme verse this evening. In a little while, you don't have to turn there yet. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Is that difficult? One example I had to think of was the wisest man in the world, King Solomon in all his glory, fell to the influence of cheap temporary thrills of this world. And we know he had must the wisest man alive. And this is what he has to say about it in Ecclesiastes 2. You may turn to Ecclesiastes 2, verse 1. And you may follow along. In pondering these thoughts, I'd like to share, King Solomon finds his pleasures meaningless. He lost the true thrill, that meaningful thrill, that meaningful life, the meaningful thrill of living. 
I'll read 1 through 11, and I'm not going to comment much on it. But just to illustrate, I said in mine heart, Go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore enjoy pleasure, and behold, this, is, this also is vanity. I said of laughter it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting mine heart with wisdom, and to lay hold of folly, foolishness, till I might see that what was, what was that good for the sons of men which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. I made me great works. I built me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. And I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. That's beautiful. That's, that's a beautiful paradise picture, if you will. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and peculiar treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. He had his own entertainment. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion all of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. What is our goal in life? To search for meaning? Here? Or to diligently search God who gives meaning, who gives meaning and fulfills Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the things, all these, all the things you, we truly need will be given you and many other blessings. The riches of God. For a scripture picture illustration for that lively hope that comes through the power of the resurrection, believing in the power of the resurrection that will keep us standing fast and knit together in strength in the hope that is in us through Jesus, turn to 1 Peter 1, verses 3 to 12. And we'll get back to our theme verse in a little bit. You know, thinking of the thrill of hope, I could have shared many different scriptures. I was looking at many different scriptures. But when I read this scripture, pondering the sermon title, I just, it just really ministered and blessed me. It, it thrilled me. Why? Because by God's grace tonight, I have the thrill of hope living inside of me. Praise God. You know, I could have come out here and shared my life testimony. I wasn't really given a topic. Uh, but I trust we all have a story to share. Praise God for that hope. I want to read First Peter 1. The heading of my Bible here simply says, God's great, great blessing, God's great blessing to his people, the people of hope. 
the hope of eternal life. Verses 3 to 12. Blessed be the God, listen to these words, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Are you in heaviness? In manifold temptations, various temptations, tempted sore, the thrill of hope will persevere. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Your thrilling verses here, 8 and 9. Whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels desire to look into. That's divine. The, the thrill of hope, brothers and sisters, is an anointing from heaven through the peace and comfort of the Holy Spirit that longs and does dwell in our midst here tonight. Praise God. Three points I'd like to look at as encouragement. Uh, to keep that divine thrill in our journey of hope. And they're taken from the theme verse, 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verse 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. The first one, obviously, there is watch ye. We need motivated brothers and sisters. We need to motivate each other. And in, in hope, in a world full of distractions and cheap, vain, unfulfilling thrills, we need to focus. Read the Word of God. Know and believe it. And believe what it says. I suggest that we take time and read it in a Bible where you turn the paper pages. I have a phone. I have some helpful apps on there especially with dictionaries and word meanings. But before you throw stones at me, I don't, I don't go in a different church. You, why? Why? Well, how's our natural focus? How's your natural focus? 
Does focusing and meditation take discipline? Does for me. For example, I can be reading my Bible on a phone. Say I'm sitting on a patio and I just, okay, I'm reading the Bible now on my phone. Having the Holy Bible on your device does not make the device holy. And I can get a text. Say Brenda's out shopping or something, I get a text and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you can block that. I'm not tech savvy enough, but I'm going to see a text from Brenda and well, that's, that's going to distract me. What does she want? Uh, my son could be somewhere, he texts me. I could have that thing 10 feet laying to the side. If I'm meditating God's word, this thing bleep, beep. Who's texting me? It, it's a distraction. I got to put it away when I'm studying. Um, just a challenge I have. Watch ye. Stay focused. Stay motivated. You know, in thinking of being watchful, Revelation 3, verse 2 and 3, I often turn to this, the Revelation of seven churches. They just, they're great spiritual shock treatment, if I may put it that way. You know, Jesus talks about these churches, and yet there's one thing, there's something, there's something in all those churches that, you know, I have against thee. That, that hits home, I believe, in our walk. To the church at Sardis in verse 2 in chapter 3, he said, I know thy works that thou hast a name. Thou art living, yet thou art dead. That's, that's harsh. But they had a, they had a good name. That, that challenged me. That gripped my heart. And, and, uh, and strengthen the things that remain, Jesus said. Watch ye. Strengthen the things that remain. And then he goes on to say, I believe it was, and he didn't find the works perfect before God. Had they drifted? Had they lost the true meaning? Was it clouded over? The true thrill of living? And then verse 3, Remember, therefore, as we think of watching, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast, and repent. You know, strengthen the things that remain. And if the things we let fall away, we need to repent. Repent, I'm sorry, and, and you continue. No, no, repent. There's a deep meaning in the word repent. As you're looking at the Hebrew meaning and several others. is to be sorry, and that I need to turn around and go the other way. And change my way of thinking. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Matthew 26, we're thinking of watch, ye, where the disciples failed him in the garden. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Luke 21, verses 34 to 36, where Jesus tells about remaining watchful. He says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with sophiating and drunkenness. I should have did a word search on, word search on sophiating. I think that was a, a, a certain glut, gluttony or recklessness. And drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day 
come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell in, on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Just blessed going through a book of the bewares of the Bible with our young men from Crossroads and Susquehanna. And my goal was just to keep us God-conscious in an ungodly society. It's been a blessing. It, I don't know what it's doing for them, but I know what it's doing for me. You know, it's just, it's just a blessing to heed the warnings that are in the Scripture for us. Matthew 25, after the parable of the ten virgins, we know five of them were into the vain cheap thrills, reckless. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Mark 13, verse 37, And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. When we are faithful in watching and focusing, we receive that divine Confidence that we sang in one of our opening songs and thrill of knowing the promise in Philippians 1 verse 5 and 6 for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Our God will remain faithful. Faithful and true will we maintain the zeal, the thrill of our hope through him. Second point, in keeping the thrill of our hope alive, we must stand fast. Watch ye stand fast in the faith. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why is this so important? You know, we're living like we're busy, busy, busy. If we're, if we're weak, we're slow, we're probably going to make ourselves busy. Busier, I don't know. But it's a challenge. But always abounding in the work of the Lord. If we're going to be busy, let it be busy in the work of the Lord. It's so important. to Don't stand idle. We dare stand idle. God has something for us to do. A true thrill to experience his strength when we obey ourselves. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'm fully convinced as I meditated on this, we, I, need to stay active in, we need to stay active in our faith. And maybe one of those things is, is venturing out of our comfort zone. I, I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. But, but God is good. Uh, you know, to venture out of our comfort zone and, and avail ourselves. And uh, trusting and allowing the Lord to prove His strength. When we avail ourselves for His service, whether it may seem great or small in our eyes, if you avail ourselves for His service, whether it may seem great or small, He will do just that. Prove His strength. You can count on it. God is so real. And we just continually see the power of the gospel when we step out and exercise our faith. The true thrill that will never vanish away in the Lord. 
for God's glory, could I have your blessing on sharing a testimony I experienced in prison early this spring? Uh, like I said, you can go in there, and they didn't, ta- they didn't let us take our Bibles. We couldn't take notes. I'm a noter. I like notes. And I've gone in there since 2007, I believe. I became born again in 2006. Became baptized in 2006. And to go into prison, and you know the hurt that's out there, but to see it behind those bars and to sit down with those inmates and hear their stories, yes, it's out here. But it it opens your eyes. And the reason I share that when we obey ourselves, you know, I was nervous I'm a little because I'm out of my comfort zone going in there. And it comes to this point. Here I am. Uh, let me be an encouragement to somebody today. And I'll share that because in the prison chapel, maybe it was on this side, about three rows back, when the evangelist was sharing, uh, Brother Dan Glick and three of his friends were singing. And he sat in the background, way in the background, just softly singing Amazing Grace through this one invitation, this one altar call. The men here were starved. They hadn't congregated for three years through COVID. And they had no longer, the, the chow hall was closed. They were taking food to them on their warming carts. Uh, and it seemed to work. So they're still doing it. Because in the chow hall often is where trouble breaks out. But they had congregated for the first time. They had a gospel service there the weekend before we got there. And the inmates were fired up because the theme and the points that were being shared was exactly what the group before had. And they, they were just eating that up. Anyway, in the third bench from this side, there, I just walked up the side as that invitation was going and people were praying. And I saw this one inmate, and his face was just—it was just torment. And he—he wanted—he wanted something, and he—he he would lurk forward. He lurked forward, and, I, and he sat back, and it kept going. And I'll, I'll never forget the look of that face. And he—he he lurked forward the second time, and the third time, I just. Gently put my hand out and and I went like this. And he out of his chair and came to the front and he received Christ for the first time. I asked him if he would pray. He didn't know how to pray. So we just kind of stumbled through that and then I, I shared with him how all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And brother and sister, God just filled me with words for that in me. And after a while, he was praying and he gave his heart. He was tired of hurting people. And the tears just rolled and he, he, was, he received that thrill. And he went back to his friends. That's where my challenge lies. He went back to his friends. Will he remain faithful? Will I remain faithful? Hear what was happening through that service. The volunteers on this side seen it. This, this bench of inmates was making fun. They were laughing at the speaker throughout the service. It was mockery. Even the evangelists could see it. 
Yet this person in the center of them came forward, and they said every time he lurked forward, his friends would stop him. I didn't see that. Praise God for the work, the, the, the power of the glorious gospel, the thrill we can have in our hearts of knowing that hope. Why do I share that? You know, the weekend sharing and stepping out in faith, what a thrill. I, I just needed that. You know, at our home church, raising family, the load gets heavy, and God is faithful, but going out, availing myself, and seeing how God worked, stirred up the gift, if you will. Uh, praise God. What a blessing it was. I needed that. If we're experiencing lack of thrill and the hope or struggles with sin that so easily beset us, let us take courage and step out in faith. Exercise our faith. There are many opportunities. Let's not stand by idle. Let's be challenged tonight and to, to spread our wings. To spread our, when, when we jump in the Lord, He'll always be the wind beneath our wings. He, he will be the strength. What a blessing. Step out in faith. Be involved in God's kingdom work. It's not always easy, but it's filling and at times thrilling beyond our imagination. What a mighty God we have the privilege to serve in the faith. To keep the thrill of hope alive. Third point in our theme verse. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Quit you like men. What does King James mean by this? I could go to many other translations, but... I came to the Lord through the King James, and, and that's my version. I, I like the King James version. I use others in study, but I come back to this. Quit you like men. Could it be? Oh, I, I can't do this. This is out of my comfort zone. I, I'm not qualified. Someone else can do it better. Excuses. You know, when we, when we are tempted with that, we think, oh, I can't do this. Maybe we ought to stop right there. I share that with a with a brother one time, maybe we ought to stop right there and realize just how right we are. We can't, but God can. When we avail ourselves in meekness, as we heard the brother sharing this evening. What does that mean? Quit you like men. Be strong. There's your answer. In the Lord. Quit acting and looking to the ways. Can we handle this? Puny mortal man. Quit looking to man's ways. Quit you like men. Take courage. Be strong in the Lord. Let's make him the thrill in our life. How's the thrill of your hope this evening? Is it striving? If so, that's awesome. We want to rejoice in that. However, if you're here this evening and you're feeling down in spirit, Discouraged. Realities of life are real. We can face discouragements. Maybe even a little hopeless. Lost the thrill of hope. Our Heavenly Father wants to restore that to you and I right now. Let me share some simple verses with that 
invitation that we can just bring our hearts before Him. We are struggling. Joshua 1, 9. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be dismayed, thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Very familiar verse. Be strong and of good Be not afraid. Jesus says, fear not. There's so many one-liners Jesus uses there in the New Testament that, with that we, we need to keep so close to us. We're in a day of trouble. Psalm 31, quit you like men. Take courage. 31.24, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. He can restore the thrill. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, we're coming on Ascension Day, he must go so that the Comforter could come, the Holy Spirit, the divine thrill, the inward dwelling of Jesus that will keep us through the valleys, the rivers, the mountains, the fires, the storms on our way home. Praise God. Gentle Holy Spirit. Out of my time, I've got to wind it down, but gentle Holy Spirit. Today, and if it's not into this music, I uh, praise God. I thank God for that. But in the contemporary realm of music, and there are three groups right now, I did some research and some studying. There are things I've heard. You know, I, I've, I work with young people. And the message before some of these entertainers go out and sing has been false. It's almost like they take the Holy Spirit and, and make it a force. Now, I, now I, I know there's power in the Spirit. But Jesus never forced His way into my life. I like to look at the Holy Spirit tonight as that God the Father and God the Son and the third person, the Holy Spirit. Yes, there's power in the Spirit. But gentle, Holy Spirit. John sixteen seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. John fourteen seventeen and 18. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Remember what it said, seeing with our eyes? Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, Listen, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Does that thrill your innermost beings tonight? And shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. What a thrill. Can we kneel for a word of prayer?